Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the heartland, Bryant at 69ing Chipmunks, Ryan at P-O-T-H, Ryan V, Clark at P-O-T-H, Brew, Joey at P-O-T-H, Hosky, and Trent at P-O-T-H, Trent. Hello and welcome to week 14 of the college football season. Um, a bit of a uh, disappointing end to, well, to at least one of our seasons. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's still a, a, where we're kind of at the end of the college football season, but still a lot good of, to uh, talk about here. Joey, how you, uh, how you feeling tonight? Uh, stomach still hurts, but I am excited about all of the Hawkeye news that I'm seeing on Twitter right now. One would think that this would be my week of just groveling in my tears because Nebraska beat us, but looks like there's some, uh, hope on the horizon guys. So let's, uh, let's hope (laughs) fingers crossed. Yeah. I would say honestly, the the way this week started with the transfer portal and we'll get to that in a little bit, I was, (laughs) I was getting a little worried about you guys, but then you got a major pickup today. So I'm glad, I'm glad to hear it. So. But it sounds like he's uh, got some connections that are looking for new homes as well. So that would be sweet. Hell yeah, man. Well, we'll kind of jump right into it since we got a lot of uh, actual championship games to go this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, um, Joey, are you what, what are you are you drinking uh, some like Metamucil or something? Or no, no, just some good old ice water. So if you see me run to the bathroom, it's either to get water or go to the bathroom. Hopefully, I don't leave Brian hanging by himself too long. Oof. Yeah. Uh, not the takes will not be the only thing that are hot tonight. Then you're welcome for the TMI. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I appreciate everyone that's going to join us here tonight or listening um, on their commute tomorrow morning. But mm-hmm. we'll we'll uh, we'll just like I said, we got a lot to talk about. We'll jump right into it. I um, I'll be honest, man. This one infuriated me. The, this trivia question I came up with: How many six loss seasons does Ohio State have in its history? It is history, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and I'll uh, uh, I'll give you one hint. Is I'll tell you that they started playing football in 1890. So they've been playing football for quite a while, man. I'm gonna go five. Did, did you cheat or something? I didn't. I didn't. I was gonna say six. Yeah. Is Fucking, it five? It's five. Oh, hell yeah. They have had five six-loss seasons, which, you know, I, I say it that way because there's a lot of times, you know, well into the early aughts and stuff, or I'm sorry, the early 1900s, that they only played like six games a year or or six to nine games. But, you know, the, so and I think total when I've read it, they've had only 13 seasons where they've been 500 or worse. Wow. Um, but, yeah, five times in its total history – Three times in the last 75 years, and they haven't had back-to-back losing seasons since 1920 in the 1922 to 1924 seasons. Jesus Christ! It must be nice to be at a school like that. But we're we're talking about a, a school that's their their parents, their grandparents, and their great grandparents have all seen success in their lifetime at that school. Right, right. It's like they're New England fans. I mean, every mm-hmm. single sport. Wins over there, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I would say so. That 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 one I I had in there because I think we forgot to mention it last week during the mm-hmm. Iowa State game, and we'll get to it here about us finally having an all time record here. But 
yeah, that, that one frustrated me because on Saturday when we get to talk about the game, you see all these people that Ryan Day just isn't in. He just cannot get it done. It's just a failure of an 11 game or 11 winning season. <laughs> you know, just, just feel sorry for him at this point, you know. Exactly. Oh my God. You're you have one loss and you're one championship game slip up by USC or fingers crossed, hopefully not TCU be back in the playoffs. Like, Jesus Christ. Exactly. So but uh yeah, I'm saying before we kind of dive into our uh woes here, you you've got some Cyhawk wrestling you want to talk about? Yeah, I figure since we're uh you know dwindling down the college football season, probably I, I think we've talked a little bit uh behind the scenes about maybe switching this and keeping the Thursday nights going and rolling into college basketball and other college sports. But uh yeah, we got a big Cyhawk series wrestling meet this weekend, uh Sunday, December fourth at two PM. First whistle will blow on the mats. Uh Everyone, if you listened to the podcast last year for our combat sports, know how freaking heated I got with Kyvin Gadsden being on the sideline. That shit won't happen this year. It is in Carver. It will be a professional atmosphere. We don't need any of that dumb mm-hmm. bullshit going on. So you'll get the fire, you'll get the flames, and then, uh, yeah, it's a going to be a heated, heated matchup. Uh, I was coming in at number two. Uh, Iowa State's number nine in the tournament poll, and then, or no, number nine in the dual meet poll. Tri- 10 in the tournament pool. Um, but yeah. Iowa's got uh, that are sitting out, including Spencer Lee and Brody Teske. There's rumors that Real Woods might be coming back, and he's ranked number three in the nation, so we'll see about that. But, uh, yeah, with those guys out of the lineup, Iowa State is a good chance for the upset. So I'm pumped about it. I know we don't need to uh, dive too deep into it, but, yeah, if you're looking for more college athletics this weekend, uh, check that one out. I, I think I'll, I'll look it up right now. I'm not sure what it's on. Did they say why those guys are sitting out for the meet? Just injury or? Yeah. So Lee and um, uh, Spencer Lee is still out because of his knees. And then Teske has some other injury that he's dealing with right now. They both, according to Tom Brands, they both want to get on the mat, but uh, they're holding them back as a coach's decision. What would be sweet is if they either one of them pulled a Sam Stoll and just walked out and said, fuck it, I'm wrestling. And that's what yeah. he did Brands a few years ago, that would be awesome again. So, I'd be, I'd be with that. Is, is it not a diversion? So maybe they're trying to practice for one wrestler and they get the other. Hmm? Maybe, maybe that's fine. I mean, I, I think Iowa State's got a really good lower weight lineup anyway. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped to see whoever goes out there going against Iowa State guys. No, I, I agree as well. Now it says it's on the Big Ten Network on, on my okay. end. So, that, that I mean, sense. that doesn't shock me too much. That That's about, other than Iowa, Penn State, that's probably about one of the biggest meets you're even going to have on the network this year. I know Big Ten's huge, but, I mean, between the rivalry and top ten and everything. Oh, yeah. Yep. That, and then, I mean, maybe Penn State, Ohio State. But, yeah, otherwise, yeah, that'll be the next biggest meet. If you uh, are looking for something to do Sunday afternoon and want to have a few beers for a Sunday fun day, just throw on the Big Ten and watch some wrestling. Hell, Yeah. Hell yeah, brother! Well, mm-hmm. I'd say we uh, well, let's let's quit avoiding the inevitable here, Joey. Um, Damn it! Huck the Fuskers did not work. Nebraska beat Iowa 24-17. It only took your all-star on defense to be out. Um, it took a quarterback injury, and it took how many over turnovers to win by mm-hmm. one touchdown? Yeah, uh, if you would have 
seen me or watched me, I guess I didn't tweet very much. I was too busy chugging beers because it those first that first half was not pretty at all. I yeah, I almost turned it off. Um, and I don't think I know I say this every week because the Iowa offense is so frustrating, but I honestly don't think Rochelle has seen me yell at the TV so much. That was a very, very terrible game until middle of the third quarter. And when that comeback started coming from Padilla and that offense, that finally started clicking. But yeah, just came up a little too little too late. Uh, kudos to the Huskers. I mean, I said it all year. I thought the whole thing was Scott Frost's fault, and I think those players are talented. And the show was last weekend. I mean, they're a good group of players. They, they just need to be coached. And now they gotta, we'll cover it later, but they got a guy coming in, and Matt Rule, that will uh, hopefully get him back to, you know, at least east of the Ten West, and maybe next year Iowa can start another seven-year run. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Nebraska's getting their, their swagger back. They're beating people on and off the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not going to touch more on that, but yeah, that, that, uh, that was a bit unfortunate. And in our group chat, like usually when it's like, hey, your team's losing, I was, th- I was thinking a touchdown. And in a game like Iowa, Nebraska, like 10 points. And then I turned and it was, I think it was 24 7. I'm like, what in the, f- I, I didn't even watch any football or any mm-hmm. of the Iowa game on that Friday. I was like, what in the hell happened, man? But right. you know what? If, if there's one blessing in disguise, I think this would be enough where they have to do something with Brian Ferentz. Because 7-5 and five isn't acceptable for Kirk. It isn't acceptable for Iowa football right now. Yeah, it's it's not good, and it's not the, not the way you want to go out in the season. And uh, if you want my opinion on the bowl season, check out inthezone.studio or follow us on our socials uh, at Heartland Pulse for Twitter and Instagram and search Pulse of the Heartland on Facebook. But on our new website, In the Zone, I have a blog post about how I think the Bulls are watered down and how I don't think Iowa should have made a bowl this year. So if you want to hear more of my opinion on that, go check that out and read yeah. that article. But yeah, I 7-5 uh, and five is not a good way to end the year. And for me, I think the season should be over. But mm-hmm. anyway, we're at the six-game bowl threshold, and Iowa lives to play another game anyway. Hell yeah, man. Well, hey, and, and again, another game of national exposure. Who cares if it's Tuesday mm-hmm. one in the afternoon? It's still another game of football, which we're gonna love. We're gonna, we're gonna, you, you know, you throw it in the trough. We're gonna like little piggies eat it right up. As much as we say we're gonna boycott it, we're gonna watch the Meineke six and six. Who gives a fuck bowl? So. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I hope it is whatever bowl game is on December twentieth, so I can leave the whatever branch I'm at that day for my birthday. Go to yep. a bar in Corpus Christi and just. Plant my face at right up next to the screen. And and no offense, get it done early in the in the off in the postseason, and then you can just enjoy the rest of the bowl season. Win, lose, who cares? Yep. You know, because at least at this point there won't be squabbling about Iowa, Iowa State, who made the better bowl this year. Because one made a bowl and, and one uh one just got uh, their pants pulled down and, and their winkies <laughs> laughed at in this last weekend. So yep, exactly. Oof. Well, we'll we'll yeah, move what on. Happened? What's that? What what happened? No, I was saying, oh, sorry, oh. not to rip him off. I don't he, want to. J- James Draws has definitely hit Iowa State a couple times. This one wasn't <laughs> even like if it was a close matchup or good teams. Oh, he would he would have hit it hit us hard. But yeah, TCU just I mean no way destroyed Iowa State. I mean there was it was twenty four. It was sixty two fourteen to end the game. It was twenty four zero after for the first quarter. We mm-hmm. allow less than 20 points a game, and they had 24 right. in the first quarter. 
And I can tell you right now, after watching that offense, I didn't. I was glad I had my new smoker because I didn't have to pay attention. I knew it was going to happen the rest of the game, you know. Right. So, I, I mean, the the one positive for Iowa State in this one, one, we didn't fuck over the Big 12 um, mm-hmm. with getting to the playoffs. That that was like a deep pit in my stomach as much as I, if I would have loved it. I would have been, here I am all year, raw, raw, Big 12 deserves to be in, and then my team fucks it up. Would have felt terrible. But um, Will McDonald, now the all-time leader in sacks in the Big 12 history with 34 above greats like Vaughn Miller. I mean, hell, Jaquan Bailey, he, he's only a few down on, on the list as well. So I'm, I'm glad glad he did. Me and Trent were talking about the, him having this record by the end of the uh, by the end of the third game, and it only took the whole freaking 12 game season. So um, right. I'm glad he got that. Otherwise, there's really nothing more to comment on. I think this this game kind of the same with Iowa losing to Nebraska. I think it's solidified with Matt that we need to do something in the off season with our coaching, not only our coaching staff. But we have to get into the portal part because right yep. now this offense is stagnant. They're not doing anything. What worries me right now is Tom Manning and Jeff Myers, who are the offensive line coach and offensive coordinator for Iowa State, they haven't been fired yet. And we're five, six games after the last game of the season. That's what worries me if they're not, not going to make any changes. But, I mean, frankly, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. Offense looked terrible. Defense did everything it could, but it was similar to the Ohio State game with Iowa. You can right. only do so much when your defense is out there all the time, every single game. You're gassed. It's the twelfth mm-hmm. game of the season, and you're. I mean, I don't even want to look at the time of possession difference in it. You know, it, right. it was, and, and you have a good old Iowa boy slinging the rock on the other side, so. Yeah, Max Duggan, which he won't get the Heisman love he should just because he is uh, – I mean, he, he doesn't play for a brand, if you want me to be frank, even though he's undefeated. Right. I hope he gets invited to New York, but I uh, I don't know at this point. So, Clark, I appreciate you joining us, man. Hello, boys. How are you? Speaking of another guy that's got a bunch of Big 12 love, how are you doing, buddy? Doing well. How about yourselves? Good, good. Did I miss the wrestling talk? Yeah, you did. We just covered the. It's Sunday at two p.m. Uh, Iowa hosts Iowa State, man. Ooh, the old Cyhawk meet. Yeah, that's right. Who, well, who's gonna win? Well, it's gonna Iowa be close, State, of course. <laughs> no. No, hey, Iowa's got that? Iowa's what? got two of the biggest stars out, so they'll mm-hmm. probably. It's gonna be way closer than uh, if those two are in, but it'll be a good meet. Usually, always is. When will I get to see my boy from uh, Air Force, Hendrickson? Uh, I don't know. When? I'm going to have to check Not into that. See what yeah. meets are going to be at. Yeah. They, they're they packed. No, they are Big 12, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So you'll see them more later January-ish, probably. We'll see if he can make a run like he did last year. He he, he did great up till uh conference and finals, so. You might be at the Cliff Keen invite this weekend. I can let you know in a second. Go ahead. I was looking. Iowa State didn't play them on their schedule this year or re- wrestle them on their schedule this year. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I didn't put it in here because I wasn't sure you were going to join Clark, but uh, I believe it was Kansas State 47, Kansas 27. How do you Correct. feel about the, the Sunflower Showdown? Uh, I, I didn't do not believe Deuce Vaughn carried the rock as much as i expected that they, mm-hmm. they did they had more passing up front uh early on in the game 
Um, I expected just them to feed Deuce the entire game because Kansas has not shown that they can really stop the run all year. Um, but no, they, they threw the ball well. Uh, the old power cats, kitty cats, or whatever you uh, – I think it's not quite. Oh, yeah, I, I get it now. Wild cat. Yeah. It uh, looked like Howard started, uh, backup quarterback, so it was not Martinez. So they came mm. out strong, got a win. Uh, hopefully, you know, for for the Power Cat's sake, I hope that he's the one that starts uh, this weekend. But uh, for the Big 12's sake, I hope it's Martinez. So we'll see. <laughs> I, uh, I I would say as much as everyone goes, well, TCU wouldn't have won if it wasn't for the third string, you know, third string quarterback. I agree that week. Yes, I think it would have been third. This they if you saw what they did to Iowa State in the week before, I, I mean, I mean, hell, TCU they've held Texas's offense down. They've shown they've had solid defense. I mean, they had a couple. I think pick sixes versus Iowa State. That ain't nothing to write home about. But the way that they, they just took care of businesses last weekend, I think they're for real. I feel like TCU has some of the most. 90s early 2000s looking defensive players that i've seen just like full full face eye black like got the neck rolls just some just some crazy mm-hmm. looking dudes like it looks like they're all hopped up on cocaine running around just trying to take heads off tcu kind of reminds me right now of oregon it just every week it seems like they have a new alternate jersey i love it you know That's it's great. some i mean that that version of purple and black and silver. You, I mean, I don't think I don't think you can make a bad uniform. With it's just part of the illusion of the hypno toe. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I love I love that every everyone has just gone on all in on that uh on the Futurama reference. And the, I mean, I think they had like a flag in the back of uh, college game day that was purple that had the hypno toad for yeah. it. So I don't know. I it, it feels good that we're for the last couple of years we've started to get new teams into the play here you know with actually proving themselves but um did did we've and say before we i guess move on to the big games i wanted to talk about specifically our transfer portal you know woes and everything else i would say it had a couple like backup uh players silas was probably the most notable one he uh rushed for a couple hundred yards and we kind of did running back by committee but he uh he went into the portal um we had a couple other i think defensive players um, I really haven't seen anyone join Iowa State through the transfer portal right now. Um, so it, it, right now, I, I think this is the new norm for like, I know Kansas, Kansas State, and Iowa are still have a bowl game, so they're not going to deal with it as much. But it's just gonna it's gonna take me a couple seasons to get used to. All of a sudden, it like just these kids are quote unquote quitting. I mean, they're just transferring out. Which mm-hmm. it was just like it, it feels like the sky is falling. Like oh my god, we lost our last game, and now kids are getting out of the program. It just Kids are looking for, you know, the playing time that they want and everything else. But um, Iowa was really concerning me until about a little earlier today, man. I mean, didn't you have – isn't it Padilla's out or uh, transferred yep. out? One of the Keegan, John- Keegan Johnson left. Um, yeah. Bruce. Yep. He's rumored to be going. Um, yeah, there's lots and lots on that offense that are supposed to be leaving. And I, I don't blame them one bit. I don't blame yep. them at all. That uh, that offense was not good last year or this year. So that makes sense. But yeah, I don't don't blame them whatsoever. But the big news: Cade McNamara, the former Michigan starting quarterback, led them to the Big Ten championship last year. Signed his letter of intent to Iowa today, and supposedly he has a black military receiver with connections uh, that he is 
is bringing on as well. And then the offensive player here in D2 is rumored to be linked with him as well. So, hell yes, I'm all about that. Can they get an offensive coordinator in the transfer portal too? That is the question because <laughs> we can bring in all the talent in the world and it doesn't matter because no. if we're still going to run the ball on first, second, and third, and then maybe, maybe pass it once every four or five drives, that's fine. Uh, you can, I'll just stop watching the offense. Was uh, McNamara, was he the one in part of that QB uh, battle in the early season where he started one game and then was it? McCarthy, the other quarterback who started the other. And... Yeah, and McCarthy has all the talent in the world. I mean, he's a five-star, total, total package quarterback. Um, he's just a freshman, so that's why I uh, – that, that, I mean, that's why they're having the battle. McNamara is coming in as a graduate transfer, and, um, I mean, coming out of high school, he was getting, you know, scholarship offers from Notre Dame and Alabama and stuff, so he has skills. I just don't know. I don't think – Michigan quite used him right, and I'm kind of afraid the same thing that happened with McCarthy. But McCarthy has more uh, natural talent than McNamara did, so we'll see what happens. But I'm pumped. It's a good start. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, like you're you brought up a good point. Unless something happens with Brian, we'll see what the hell happens. We'll, we'll see what goes. Man, man, kid went from scholarship offers to Notre Dame and Bama to now he transferred to Iowa. Golly, it's like. It's like watching a kid just or someone drinking the alcohol, drinking himself into alcoholism, man. Just what the hell happened? No, I, I heard he believes he looks best in black, so he decided to go where black okay. was invented. Everyone does. Black and gold, baby. Black and gold. <laughs> where black was invented. There we go. That's right. <laughs> well, shit. That is right. Well, I am say, well, we'll... Uh... <clears throat> They just look at my nipple. There you go. <laughs> has, uh, has Kansas State or Kansas had any transfer portal issues yet? Or is it, I mean, they still got the bowl game to go in, which actually that was the other thing. That shocks me that Iowa's had transfers out because doesn't that mean they're ineligible for the bowl game now? Yep. Boy, so you might be out your top two receivers, a, a, at least one running back and a backup quarterback, which and is, hold on, is Petrus now out for the bowl game with an injury or oh, we don't know? Okay, so <laughs> that. I mean, as I said in the blog, that's how bad the offense was this year. Padilla is giving up starting in a bowl game to enter the transfer portal. Let's, uh, I mean, let's look at the very positive here, Joey. You could get other than McNamara, you could see the offense for next year what it's going to be already. Alexa, stop! Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't know what that. I didn't even say anything remotely close to her name. She just starts spewing off. <laughs> Sounds like a woman. Yeah, that's, Wait, a, that's, a, good that? cue to, that's a good cue to move on. Uh, the game, I, I don't really like watching Big Ten games, and that was uh, – I caught the end of it, which was the best part because it was Ohio State finally getting spanked. But Michigan 45, Ohio State 23. Uh, I'll just run through the scores here real quick. Tulane 27, Cincinnati 24 before they kicked Luke Fickle out to go to Wisconsin here. Uh, North Carolina 30, North Carolina 27. Uh, Bama 49, Auburn 27, and then USC took care of business last week of the season, 38, Notre Dame 27. But I think we all know which one we want to talk about, uh, the game. Holy shit, dude. Yep. Uh, I believe there was one person the whole year touting Michigan is going to beat Ohio State, and they're going to beat them in the second half by just pounding it, pounding it, pounding it down their throat. Yep. Damn. I could not have been more right. I don't care if I miss every single bet for the rest of my life. I fucking nailed this game. Nailed it. 
No, you. I mean, you absolutely did, dude. And, and props to you because again, everyone's looking at the the shiny Ohio State offense, which a lot right now with a lot of the offensive friendly rules that they have going on. That I mean, it, and honestly, how many how many uh, people were on the just the Heisman uh, mm-hmm. favorite? You know, from Ohio State between their quarterback, um, tra- is it Travion Henderson that yep. that's a running back? Um, in in Jigba, who was the yep. starter, who was one of the Heisman hopefuls, and then I think Marvin Harrison overtook him. So I mean, their cup runneth over on offense. In Michigan, they did the right thing for years. They 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 didn't struggle. You, you know, they they weren't to the program that they are. They gave Harbaugh the last chance to keep building what he wanted, and now they are just taking care of business and back-to-back years of Ohio State uh, not being overcome it. Yep, and uh, I, who would have thunk that Michigan, you know, playing for their college playoff would have to throw two long-ass touchdown passes in the very first half just to keep up with Ohio State. That was awesome, so – Pretty pumped about that. Michigan looked great. I honestly, when Corum came into the game and took his first handoff and went to cut and kind of rolled up on himself, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a long, long day for Michigan. I knew that offensive line was still going to give him hell, but, man, they that backup running back and McCarthy and Cornelius Johnson looked amazing. So, yeah, good, good game by Michigan. No, it, it, it was absolutely – Awesome seeing it because because again it, it's what's been our biggest complaint the last few years with college football. Well, let's see Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. It's been the same teams, and now at least Michigan. If they're going to go back, but it's some it's someone new that's jumping in here now. You know what my favorite part is, Bryant? What's that? There's four different conferences in the playoff projections right now. It's not. Yeah. I mean, what what more could you ask for? This is what it was supposed to be. Exactly. Year after year, this was you're supposed to be. Hey, this is giving us a chance, and now it wasn't the it wasn't the ad revenue invitational. You know, we were able to actually see a uh, <clears throat> excuse me. We we're actually able to see new conferences now, and it just kind of been nice. And and, and with the Rose Bowl, uh, we'll discuss that a little bit earlier later too. But with the Rose Bowl discussing uh, changing their rules, now we can have a expanded playoff by 24. So next year, I think will be the last four team playoff here. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, it, it, college football is starting to get a little, a little more exciting. It, it was getting a little, um, it, it was it was getting a little old just seeing the same teams. And it, you know, it's nice to see like the watered down bowl season. But like you said, Joey, like, okay, it's the Meineke Tire Bowl or the. I, I like the cheese bowl, but it's like the cheese bowl, Gaylord Hotels bowl. Mm-hmm. Give me that Duke Mayo Bowl. The Duke Mayo Bowl. But it's like when you have to talk about you have 82 slots and there's 79 winning teams, and you are you're going to have a bowl of a five and of two five and seven teams. Who's gonna watch that now? It, it's only because yep. of the supply, uh, you know, or the demand for football and the supply is that piece of shit game. I, I mean, that's the only reason why people are, are gonna watch it. Well, and if you look at the gates that have been sold for those lesser bowl games and then all the other stuff that just the the TV ratings and stuff, they keep dropping every year because people will get busier and busier around December. So why not save it and keep it Thursday, Friday, Saturdays like we do during the regular season so these bowl games matter? And then you also are rewarding people for winning eight games a year instead of rewarding, you know, a five and seven team or a six and six, you know, 500 team like i iowa went seven and five and i bring this up in my blog 
I don't think they deserve to win. I don't. I, I mean, I don't think they deserve to go to a bowl game because mm-hmm. of that offense. And that offense shouldn't get to play just based on the coattails of the defense. So, yeah, you can read more. Uh, so again, the defense um, deserves to play. Yeah, uh, but they've already gotten the recognitions with all the award nominations and stuff. I mean, I, I get, I get why they want to play, but and why people are going to say that they should, but it doesn't mean anything. I mean, we're, we're rewarded for mediocrity and that's not what bowls are meant to be. Yeah. Now th- this is the image. Sorry. It took a while for me to get it loaded up because I was ill-prepared tonight, but um, we talked last week about which coach you'd rather have Jim Harbaugh or Ryan day. And I think this kind of speaks volumes on why you'd want to have Jim Harbaugh. So the last two meetings for people that aren't watching at home, the second half comparison, it was a stat from ESPN but in the second half, Michigan scored 56 points the last two games to Ohio State 17. They've rushed for over 400, uh, 430 yards to Ohio State's 24. You know, you rush the ball to put the game away and burn some clock. Zero turnovers to Ohio State's two. Zero sacks to Ohio State sacks. That speaks to the line play that Joey's talking about. I mean, th- that is that's a coach that's that's making second half adjustments compared to a coach that inherited Urban Meyer's team born on third and just and who's just literally going, I have all the talent in the world. Why should I have to change anything? Ryan Day is a hell of a recruiter, and he always will be. Um, I don't think he's – I mean, he has great stats that get put up every year by his offense, and his defense seems to be a little lackluster since he took it over. Um I think if he stays a head coach, if he can mold himself into the Nick Saban, I'm going to recruit you, I'm going to get you here, and I'm going to bring in amazing fucking coordinators. I mean, fucking Bill O'Brien is the Alabama coordinator right now. and you coach the NFL. Like, if you bring in great coordinators, they're gonna, yeah. your, your teams are going to do really, really good. So I think that's on him to bring in better people right underneath him. I, I, have, a, I have a tweet here about Ryan Day. Uh, Ohio State coach Ryan Day will have likely uh, will have had likely first round picks Justin Fields, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Marvin Harrison Jr., Travion um, Henderson, Chase Young, and Jeff o- uh, Akuda. I might have mm-hmm. said that last one wrong. And he has one playoff win in zero national titles. That is that. I mean, that's literally wasting talent right there. Like you said, he's got all the talent in the world, and how you don't. I mean, it's inexcusable that even you're losing to Michigan. I know Michigan's a top tier program, but I mean, that's how many programs are doing way more with way way less. You know, it's the it's the one percent that's just wasting it away, and it's. I mean, I can understand where Ohio State fans are livid because they see all the talent coming in, you know, and they're not used to six wins or or, uh, they're not used to losing seasons. They're not even used to four loss seasons, you know, two two losses or uh, one loss this year and it's to your biggest rival. And I saw multiple people that are saying Ryan Day's done. He's a waste of a coach when you get rid of it. It's like for going 11 and one, he's the biggest waste of a coach. You're fifth in the playoff rankings. You know, Mm -hmm. that's not good enough for him. Right. So. Yep, but we'll see what happens with them. But yeah, I, I can see why I, Ohio State fans are upset. But I mean, with you bringing up that <laughs> five times they've had six losses, mm-hmm. like you have one loss, get the fuck out of here, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, here, hold on. You, you hear that's the world's smallest violin. Let me put it next to the mic. Oh, you can't hear it. <laughs> we, don't, we don't care about your problems. 
It's like remember in Silicon Valley when when uh, the billionaire was talking about how he lost all his investments and he's so poor now he's broke, and it's mm-hmm. because he doesn't have three commas in his um yep. in his bank account anymore. He's only got he's in the two comma club. He's only worth nine hundred and eighty million dollars. I mean that's the problem that Ohio State is dealing with. Oh my God, we we didn't make the playoffs again this year, which. Which honestly, another thing that the Big Ten is just catering to the all holy Ohio State—they're getting rid of divisions now, Joey. I mean, they're bringing in a bunch more teams, so I'm okay with bringing in or getting rid of divisions and having rivalry games set, and then you just rotate mm-hmm. every year. I like that a lot. Well, whatever is going to get whatever we can change the rules to get Ohio State and Michigan in that title game every year—that's that, what they're looking for. Well, I mean, they don't care about Penn State though, who only lost to those two teams either. But I was gonna say, moving forward, they can have Michigan and Ohio State play twice back to back. Yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. And and but then if one wins one time and one wins the other time, they both have to make the playoffs. Then right, because right. it's only fair because they only lost to one another. Right, and then you automatically get a third team in from the Big Ten because uh, they have to be you know third best in that conference, and if the other two yeah. tie. That automatically makes them number two. So oh, all the finally. convoluted math. Yeah. That's how we do math up in the Big Ten. It's transitive power, my friend. All right. Well, we can't <laughs> we can't just have what team that lost right. That, that that's the uh uh speaking of uh uh big or uh, uh speaking of um Do you say something? Penn State. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was I was, I was blanking on the team. Uh, so we've talked about how the Rose Bowl was whoever doesn't go to the playoffs between those two goes to the Rose Bowl. I've mm-hmm. heard there's rumors now that the Rose Bowls think of inviting Penn State because this is the third time in four years that Ohio State would go to the Rose Bowl, and they didn't sell their tickets last year. So they're kind of pissed about having open seats and not making enough money. They're going to invite a school that hasn't been there in six years that still has, you know, mm-hmm. whose only losses are to Michigan and Ohio State, inviting them into the uh, Rose Bowl. Yeah, not only did they not sell their tickets, but they also had first round picks last year. So um, yeah. you're going to start seeing that come into play. If that, if that actually happens with the Rose Bowl, you're going to start seeing bowls pick them. And if we strip down the amount of bowls, all the money has to go somewhere. They're going to start making players play throughout the whole season, and that's going to come with NIL contracts. Yep. Watch that. Oh, I think we – well, yeah, because we've talked about it can't be – um, it can't be for, for which that's, I guess, the tricky thing, because it can't be performance based. You have to pay them just based on their image and likeness. I wonder if the, you can make stipulations like with the games played, you know, like, well, yes, like, because you have to all they have to do is say your name and likeness has to be in every game that your team plays. Otherwise, you don't get paid this certain amount of money and you breach contract. Can you prorate it potentially like Possibly. you could lose a like. Hey, you don't play in the one game a year that we're going to have a, na- a larger national audience. We can prorate it where you lose thirty percent of your total deal because you didn't play in what would it equal like eight percent of your games or something? Mm-hmm. The one you know uh, postseason game. Yeah, or they could just make it so it's a breach of contract if you don't play in that game, or they could mm-hmm. backload the contracts where if you make a bowl game, you know you get this X amount guaranteed. And if you make a bowl game, the rest of your NIL is there, and it could be like double it or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that's something to keep an eye out for the contracts. But I think they have to make that stipulation at some point. Yep. Nope, I agree. And I, and I think it's only fair because how many – I mean, it was, it was – uh, wasn't it Miles Brennan for LSU? It's like he had like the Raising Canes million-dollar mm-hmm. NIL. 
and he got the bag. And then he was just like, you know what? Actually, I'm retiring from football this year. And then it's like, so we have to pay a guy that didn't do anything on the field. I don't know if that one went through, but I know it was like Spencer. Well, Spencer Rattlers, he just got benched the year before for Raising Cane. Mm-hmm. Who will be the Raising Cane's player that fucks over the company and just steals a shit ton of money from before the season is the next question. Raising Cade McNamara. Raising Cade McNamara. I like it. There's like one location in the state of Iowa, so that it'll mm-hmm. it'll definitely be profitable. Everyone will be flying to West Des Moines. I could see it. So, um, I, anything on the other big games? I didn't catch most of them to be honest. And the oh, big one Dave, was the game. Yeah, Dave brought up that the Pac-12 got rid of the divisions too, and they started that this year. That, that was one of the most confusing things I've ever seen because Washington played Washington State. And whoever won that game dictated who went to the Pac-12 game between Utah and Oregon. It was so weird. Or was it Oregon, Oregon State dictated who went between Washington and Utah? It was again. I, I'm so confused because I don't remember what the decisions were. But I was watching the late game, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is what happens in the divisions. You just have up in the air. This game puts another team into the championship game. Crazy." Well, th- that's what happened with uh, Texas this year. It would have been if Kansas would have beat Kansas State, and I think it was one other – I think it was like Iowa State beat T- – it was like a stipulation, but Texas could have made the Big 12 championship game. So, yeah, when you're all just kind of sitting at the top Nobody there, wants that. Yeah, no, absolutely no one does. The best thing that happened since o- Oklahoma and Texas said they are too good for the Big 12 because they've been dominating for years is it's been four different teams going to the Big 12 championship the last two years. So – I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm most looking forward to the next few years where we're going to still have Oklahoma, Texas, and then add these four teams next year. I think it's going to be. I want to see like an Oklahoma at pro uh, at a BYU Provo game. I want to see all the crazy matchups they can before they leave. That'd be awesome. So, but uh, yeah. So I can say we'll we'll finally jump into the playoff rankings. I think they, I, I think mostly got this one right. Um, in case you didn't catch the Tuesday show and been underneath the rock, Georgia one, Michigan two, TCU three, USC four, Ohio State five, Alabama six. Um, I think just based on the playoff committee's rules, I think TCU should be at number six. But I guess that shows how much they hate Joe Milton is that they put Bama ahead of them, even though they have the head-to-head win. TCU at number six. You mean LSU? I'm sorry, Tennessee. I, I might have misspoke. Oh, okay, I was I was real confused. I was like, why would you want TCU move back? No, no, that makes more sense. <laughs> no, we've already seen TCU jump back to uh, back to sixth after a huge win by Iowa State. We are not going to talk us into it this time, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I like these rankings. I I think it leaves everything on the table, win and you're in type thing for basically all these teams. I, I think it should uh, – Clark, what, what do you think? I like it for the, for the most part. Uh, I, I kind of feel like I could argue for Michigan even to be number one over Georgia. Um, I don't know. I feel like Georgia's schedule this year has been trash. The only good team they played was Tennessee, and they took Hooker out of that game, uh, freaking snapped him off. And So, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Michigan has an argument for one, but – I. I like it. I like the four different conferences being in the top four. So I, I love that part of it. I'm looking forward to the playoffs if it all stays the same. But uh, that that's the only real argument I have in it. 
I or potentially I mean, a Clemson win over South Carolina to have all five conferences in the top five. That'd been kind of cool. Yep. South Carolina just out here wrecking everybody's dreams. Yeah, no shit, man. Spencer Rattler reinventing the victory cigar. We've not seen anyone do that before. Right. Especially in college football in a big game. Yes. Nope. Especially not from the Southeastern Conference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn division. Man, people were angry about that. It's like the the kid kind of has got – he's a heel. He is a big villain, and I love it. And mostly because he's not I, – I, we will never play South Carolina, but – you know, the, the kid understands where he's at, and he pulled off two of the biggest victories at the end of the season with, with Tennessee just smothering them, and then they beat an in-state and and a playoff-dominant team in Clemson. They weren't the Clemson of, of past, but, I mean, they're still Clemson, and they were, what, 10-2 and two this year? I mean, mm-hmm. you can't knock them for it. Yep. I, uh, he, he's more of a... Oh, not so nonchalant Baker Mayfield, in my opinion. Like, he loves playing the heel, and he's more forcibly, like, in your face about it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Nope, I agree. And, I, and I'll agree with Clark. I, I think Michigan has a has the argument that they could be number one. And if they dominate Purdue and Georgia struggles with uh, LSU, which when we get to our picks, that might be what one of us is picking here. But I think that's about the only change – that I can see in the playoff rankings right now, other than I think if TCU still loses, they're in because Kansas State is a tough team. They've only had they have three losses, but Kansas State is tough this year. Um, and I think the only one that could change, and if USC loses again to Utah and it's convincing, I think you put Ohio State in. But I don't think Bama, Tennessee, anyone below that deserves in the playoffs. Ohio State's got the only legitimate uh, argument with one loss. Yeah, and Michigan's argument for number one, uh, they have two top ten wins. They look great, just smoked mm-hmm. Penn State, and then we saw what they did to Ohio State last weekend. So I, f- I feel like they just look dominant against good teams, whereas mm-hmm. Georgia's game was a great game, but it was it was close. And it was like yep. a 23-17 game. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel, like the, I feel like Michigan Wolverines look like the better team out there to me. And I agree with you. The one good thing about them being one and two, they really don't have a home field advantage for anything. And neither one, I mean, it doesn't mean a lot because they're not going to play each other in the first first round if they both take care of the take care of things this weekend. Now, say Michigan loses or Georgia loses and they play each other in the first round like that, that could be kind of cool and crazy. But yeah, that's one good thing about them both being one and two. They aren't going to see each other really till the championship game anyway. Now you got me excited, Joy. I'm glad I'm wearing sweatpants here because you're saying if Georgia and Michigan lose this weekend and TCU wins, they're the number one seed. I mean, they'd be the only only undefeated team. So Michigan's going to lose to Purdue. How's this going to happen? Charlie Jones, five touchdowns. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Iowa finally gets revenge on Michigan from last year by transferring their best wide receiver out and putting him on Purdue. It's the best way to do it. I see the long con that's been going on. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's just an all Jim Harbaugh troll, that's for sure. <laughs> the, the one thing I am worried about, and TCU should be in no matter what. Yep. And I say should because mm-hmm. we all know who's looming at number five and number six. Mm-hmm. If TCU loses, I don't want to be on the podcast next week. 
if TCU loses and doesn't make yeah, playoffs. Like, you will see tiki torches and pitchforks behind me. Go rabble, 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 and, and we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> storm. Uh, th- does the co- college football players have a uh, capital? We'll storm that. But it is it, police arrest house or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at whatever Hilton Hilton Hotel they're at in that conference room. But if uh, let let's just say Georgia loses to LSU, which could happen. LSU's got a solid squad. Yep. All right, Michigan. I feel like Michigan's gonna smoke Purdue. It's, it's yep. just gonna happen. TCU gets taken by K State. And Utah repeats against USC. Do we just slide Michigan to the top and keep those other three the same? I think so. Yeah, they're they're, they're all just one loss teams, right? Well, USC, yeah. USC would be two losses, but mm-hmm. they played in a championship. But so does that? Do you want to keep a two loss USC team that's lost to Utah twice out or in compared to Ohio State jumping them? Yeah, because I don't know. Screw Ohio State. That's well, my yeah, opinion. There's, yeah, there's that's that. literally the only argument why I'd say two, but it's <laughs> right. it'd be tough I don't, to have a two loss. I don't think USC will lose to Utah this weekend. I, I don't see that happening. I feel like I feel like that was it was pretty early, wasn't it, when they played? I think yeah. it was their first back twelve game. Yeah. I'm just going it was early. USC still, you know, coming together. We've seen Caleb with grasp of that offense and just explode. He's yeah. looking like a Heisman favorite at this point. I don't see them losing this weekend yeah. but uh yeah so, it's shit it's been eight weeks seven weeks since that happened joey i don't know how long you've been following james draws on tiktok but uh his greatest what happened was when usc lost because he's a huge oklahoma fan oh um, i so didn't know that he's an oklahoma like oklahoma state and like chiefs and cowboys fan so yeah. like all their opponents he he will go after like none other but if USC loses this weekend, that might be the greatest what happened TikTok of all time. He will be more excited than I've ever seen him in his life. But if you have some time tonight, Joey, just look up James Draws USC, and it's the it's the best one that he's ever done. Hell yes, I will do that tomorrow for sure. While I'm on the plane if I don't do it tonight. Hell yeah. So, but yeah, well, I um uh, I don't think there's any more on this one. Like I said, we got to play the games at this point, but. It will be definitely be frustrating after years of, you know, I think we can all agree TCU getting kicked out in like one of the first playoffs was bullshit. And then cut towards the end, once we have all these rules established and we're seeing other teams that didn't make their conference championships slip in because they didn't, because now they're not being penalized for playing the extra game. BS, you know, right? That, that's where I'd be completely fine. Even if they all lose the top four stays the same, you know, sorry, Ohio state, I guess, when you don't have divisions, you can play for your conference championship a game. Until then, win your division. You know the rules. You stack the deck. You're the one percent. Eh, sorry, one year you didn't get a go. <laughs> Try me a fucking river. So, um, I don't think we'll have too much longer to talk on this Heisman. I mean, Caleb Williams. It's his to lose, I think, and he could lose it this weekend potentially. But, um, I mean, is there anyone else that's even competing with it right now? Uh, CJ Stroud is up there, but he's not playing this. Weekend, yep. the only person that's competing with him is Max Duggan, and we already mentioned that he's not getting Heisman love that he I, I think I would love to see Duggan put up a huge game against Kansas State and jump Caleb Williams. That would be amazing. You know who legitimately is not getting the love for the Heisman is, uh, and he's not playing this weekend either. But uh, Michael Penix for Washington, who yeah, used to, who used to play for uh, Indiana. Indiana. Yep. He has just had silent. He's we we've been talking about the last few weeks. 
oh, maybe Bo Nix will, will slip in there, you know? Uh, Bo Nix isn't even in the top five in passing. Michael Penix leads the country with 4,300 yards passing. Let me mm-hmm. see if I can pull playing for the out. wrong team. Yep. 29 yep. touchdowns, seven interceptions, you know, leading the country in, in a QB play. And we're talking about, uh, let's see, Drake may had some, uh, had some hype there for a little bit for uh, North Carolina, 3,800 yards, 35 touchdowns, five interceptions. Um, I mean, Caleb Williams, 3,700 yards, 34 and three. So he's been more efficient. He deserves to be up there, but it's so he, weird. If, if there's going to be a, I would say the prestige programs in the Pac-12, USC is going to be up there. And I think you could make an argument for Oregon or Washington, you know, two or three back and forth. But it's weird that he's at a Pridget. If my, Michael Penix had those same numbers at, no offense, TCU or Iowa State, they're not going to get it. But like Washington would be one of the schools I think people watch. You know, they got a big enough alumni base and they got a big enough following that you think you would have gotten some traction this year. It all all goes back to what I said at the beginning of the year. I just don't trust anyone from that Pac-12, and I don't think anyone else does either. And you, know, it's it's hard to watch their games when it's so late on Saturday nights. Most people are passed out drunk by them, or maybe that's just me. But <laughs> yeah, most people, i.e., just my experience the last twelve years of my life. So I'm looking at the Heisman uh, odds right now available on FanDuel. I've got four options, and the top one is negative three thousand. So I'd have to bet three thousand dollars to win a hundred dollars, and that's Caleb Williams. Yeah. Uh, number two is Max Duggan, who's plus two thousand. So, yeah, there's uh, yeah. a there's a big difference there. Um, yeah. Unless unless Duggan throws for five or six touchdowns, and Caleb Williams um, implodes. Yeah, li- literally just himself just creates a black hole. I don't think that I, anyone else wins this thing. Yeah. So it'll be. So who gets invited? Caleb Williams, Max Duggan, C.J. Stroud, Blake Corum, yeah. maybe just for uh, he's injured, so I don't even know if he'd be able to travel. Stetson Bennett's the fourth guy at plus ten thousand. Stetson Bennett, I, I do have his stats right in front of me. He's 18th in country at 3,100 yards, 16 touchdowns, and six interceptions. That doesn't even warrant to be in the conversation. He should have. I should have the same odds to win Heisman as Stetson Bennett this year. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. You, you play for Georgia, and it's that defense that keeps you in games. It isn't. It isn't that stellar or not yeah, even. Give, a, give me Anderson Jr. in that, uh, not not Stetson. I'd agree a hundred percent too. I mean, something. Uh, it's so weird how they, uh, how this is just, and we know it. It's just, it's always a, a offensive player award, and you're not seeing like just an overall MVP award. Like I know Joey would love this, but like, Hey, Jack Campbell, you've led Iowa on this amazing defensive run, you know, or Will Anderson or, you know, even hell. I mean, if, if anyone from Georgia should be nominated, it's um, golly, I'm blanking on their defensive player, but Bowers, that tight end, the one that <laughs> is, is kind of the Kelsey on their team that can. Bowers, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't get that one one bit, dude, but. Speaking of Kelsey, Clark, did you look- the last night's episode i was listening to it on my way home with the the patrick mahomes episode yeah did you um, uh, get to my portion where i said something for you yeah did you did you hear his declaration no i i'm uh, only about 27 to 30 minutes in uh, so you'll have to finish well, it 
and say, well, it, it, for anyone that wants to listen to our Road to 272, it's available on all podcast platforms and live on YouTube. Uh, follow us at Heartland Pulse and Pulse the Heartland on YouTube. But um, Joey declared that Travis Kelsey is the greatest tight end of all time. Woo-hoo! Yeah! Best freaking tight end ever. I mean, Gronkowski's a great. He's been a great. He just cut his career too short. He, you know, he he went off to sail off on his Bud Light cruise and enjoy life like the party party manimal he is. Whereas I feel like Travis Kelsey's in it for the long haul. So, you know, stat stat speak. Gronk's a beast. I'm I'm not saying he was trash. Dude was a freaking beast, but. Travis Kelsey, he just he puts up numbers every week. So he, Gronk was never a threat for three or four touchdowns every week. And yeah, Travis Kelsey but is. No, 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 no. Put the brakes on that. He was always a threat for three to four touchdowns because they would get to the red zone and they would throw it at Gronk every freaking time. Like mm. he was always a threat. He I just mean, never did it consistently. Yeah. Right. But yeah. No, but I'm trying to boy props here. You're right. I, no, I. I'm just saying that Gronk was a freaking beast. Like no, to, I know. to be in that conversation with Gronk, like Travis Kelsey is amazing. I'm so happy he plays for my team because he's such a great guy. But yep. uh, yeah, uh, best ever. I, I'm glad you did not, you know, keep up the kettle heat this this year. So I I still think George. If I'm making a tight end, George is my prototypical tight end. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Kelsey is Kelsey's just so fucking good. So. Right, 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 uh, right. Tight end, right system, right quarterback. He's had a lot of things that have worked in his in his way. But I mean, mm-hmm. you can make that argument with every player in NFL history. Hey, why was uh, Troy Aikman so good? Because he had a Hall of Fame running back and a Hall of Fame wide receiver. You know, why were they? Because they had a quarter uh, high Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, it it is a team sport. You know, and they don't had that. head coaches. The uh, Hall of Fame coach Andy Reid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The goat. The it's true goat of all. Since Patrick Mahomes just passed him this year in touchdown passes and y'all. Oh. <laughs> I absolutely love that Troy Eggman was calling that game and they yep. could not acknowledge it because he's such a yep. petty bitch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. He, he, he's awesome. But uh, you definitely, I don't think he's the type of guy that, uh, you bring that up to, Hey, did you know someone just beat your record? The guy that you said will not be as good as you, you know? And then yeah. also I'll never get over how Troy Aikman looks like white Jay-Z. Once someone put the side-by-side comparison in that photo, I've never been able to unsee it. Mm-hmm. Joey, could you pull that up, please? You know what my favorite part about Mondays is? What's that? I can choose to watch the Manning cast and not have to listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly right, dude. <laughs> oh, you know, not having to list to Joe Buck and freaking Aikman every every weekend. It's it's been a great year. I've thoroughly enjoyed this year. Joe, Joe Buck, I can I can stand it. It's the the ones that always annoy me are like Tony Romo, especially when, when you when you're vested in your team and he's calling your game. Yeah, he's terrible. He, you know, there's several of those guys that just go back and forth. Like whoever's hot, they're just totally riding it, just jamming it down your throat. And if you're on the good side, you really don't notice it. But whenever it's not your team, you just you hear every time, every single time, and it just it, it bores a hole through you, and you cannot stand it. 
Thank you, Joey. That that is incredible. I will not. I will never get over to my day how similar those two look. <laughs> Here, I got, I got one better for you. Actually, pulled oh, up. It's, <laughs> it's someone who's exactly the of the mixed. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, man. Crazy. Jay Aikman. So there's that. Um, co- n- nothing thankfully with our teams, but the coaching carousel is crazy. Joey mentioned uh, Matt Rule going to the uh, um fired from the Panthers and he's going to uh, Nebraska eight years, $72 million. Um, so is that his contract from Nebraska? Yes, that is his Nebraska. Contract. Is he's, And that doesn't include his Carolina money. That's still on its way. Right. I don't think he qualifies for the Carolina money now because he's taking a new job. Oh, no way. I was going to say that yeah. guy's still getting is 40 be- million on top of that. Is he still paid for his stuff? With Baylor? Is that where he was? Yeah, he was at Baylor before Carolina. So, is he still getting paid from that? I, I have no idea. Or did Carolina? I would assume Carolina wanted to buy that out. Yeah, that that I'm I'm not sure to be honest. I I just have the Nebraska numbers in front of me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Wisconsin, they uh signed Luke Fickle from Cincinnati. They, that was the one that completely shocked me. You would think like Luke Fickle. He couldn't do wrong there. He had the program going the right direction. Hell, they're a year off from the playoffs, and then uh, Wisconsin just come up and, and steals them underneath right as they're you know transitioning to Big Twelve play. But Luke Fickle's getting a seven point nine million dollars a year. I don't have the number of years. Um, Ole Miss they retained Lane Kiffin. I think he was trying to go to Auburn, but it just fizzled out. Um, Auburn on the uh, in the meanwhile signed Hugh Freeze from Liberty, and he was previously at Ole Miss and had those uh, issues with calling escorts and, and all those, uh, all that that popped up, but their Auburn's going to pay them him six and a half million dollars a year. And then the latest Tom Herman's going down to Boca Raton for uh, Florida Atlantic. He's a, uh, he's going to be the new head coach down there. There's rumors of, of him and Matt Campbell, both being candidates for the Cincinnati job. And he told us earlier this week, I'm not interested in it. And now I can see why he gets to, coach football in a beautiful place and not as much uh stress. So I don't know. What, what do you guys think? I am worried very much about Nebraska being good again, because yep. Matt rule is very good at building programs. So that worries me. The fickle stuff, um, Wisconsin is, I don't think they're going to change much schematically. Um, if they do, it, that'd be a huge change for those guys. And I think it's going to take a little bit. So I'm, I'm okay with them falling off the wagon for a little bit, but I'm sure they'll get right back on it. Pickles a very good coach. Uh, mm-hmm. Lane, uh, I'm just going to touch on all of them since I'm talking. Yes. Uh, I really liked uh, Lane uh, sticking with Ole Miss. I didn't think Auburn was a huge step up for him. I know they've got a lot more money, but it's still SEC and you still have to play in that West. So yeah. I like him sticking with Ole Miss and building something there. It's uh, showing that he might actually be maturing as a person. I like that. Uh, and I also heard Dion, uh, not just with the Auburn stuff, but uh, with Colorado. Yeah. Being the only team that reached out to him. So it sounds I, like uh, right now Colorado and Cincinnati are the rumored only teams that are in the, the running for him. Really? And neither one of those really fit me as like a prime time place. I think both of them need quarterbacks, and Dion can bring a son with them, and probably half those That's recruits. True. You know, I feel like Colorado is mean, more of a stage for Dion. I mean, he right. he 
I mean, look what he did with Jackson State. Like nobody even knew they existed hardly. And then mm-hmm. Dion's there, and everybody's talking about him. They got primetime games going. Like I don't know. I feel like Colorado has has the ability and the stage and the position to grow that even more. Um, it just mm-hmm. you know, I think Dion will be able to bring the right guys in. It's just a matter of time. How quick. Yeah. And you have the lowered expectation. Let's be honest. He's only been coaching for two years, but he's been very successful. So I think he'll be fine. But you also, if you're going to jump to the power five, you can't do a LSU or Notre Dame or USC where they have the high expectations right away. Going yeah. to Colorado where they're what over, they're very, very bad this year that anything above like three wins is an improvement, you know? So they're, they're going to take <clears> it, you know? So if there is a little bit of a learning curve, which, I don't know how much there really would be from Jackson State to Colorado. It'll be a, I don't know, it'll be awesome for the Pac-12, you know, or potentially new Big 12 if the, uh, if we do happen to sweep up Colorado and the four corner states. If that continues, that was the big offseason chat, and that's kind of fizzled throughout the year. But I'd say if that picks up again, Dion in the uh, Big 12 of Colorado moves, or even the Big 12 if he makes a surprise move to Cincinnati too. No, that's Matt Campbell's okay. job. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I didn't even want to touch on that. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I legitimately don't know about that, man. I mean, because that's if there's been if there's one job that would have been dropped from a, I'm gonna say lower school right now because they're G5 compared to Power Five. It'd be Cincinnati because he does have ties to Ohio, but it's, I think he's already done that, dude. He he was at Ohio with the Toledo job. I, I think his interest has kind of fizzled a little bit. But it is a bit, like I said, it is a bit concerning that right now, if he's staying with Iowa State and the concerns they've had at special teams and offense, that they haven't, and our offensive line, and he hasn't gotten rid of either one of those two or picked up a, a player. So to say I wouldn't be like 5 to 10% worried about him leaving for a job like that, I, I'd be lying to you, you know. But and it's mostly because I just see people make photoshops because we have the black uniform, so they just put the Cincinnati C on there and it, Gets my blood boiling, but <laughs> I I don't think I don't think he's a threat. Do, do they that. make a hat that he can form that bill that tight in Cincinnati? I'm not sure they do. I yeah. feel, I feel like as long as Iowa State keeps giving that super tight curved bill, he's gonna be good. It's gonna be this. It's gonna have the Cincinnati C on the bill, and he can just hold <laughs> it. It's almost gonna be an O by the end of it, you know. So yeah, I thought that was funny because it's like. It does feel kind of good. It's like, okay, good. He does have some interest again. People haven't completely forgotten about our great coach here. So, um, I honestly, it'll be interesting to see how those actually turn out, though, especially after ch- uh, championship weekend in the bowl season and stuff. But, I, I mean, with the transfer portal as quick as it has to be, I think we're going to start seeing those those um, vacancies fill up pretty quick. So, whoever is mm-hmm. last on that vacancy, they're going to be completely behind the eight ball in this new transfer portal. And, uh, and everything else with it but um all right last thing conference championship weekend here kind of our our pulse pickems as well as because we'll make our picks on all five games um we deeply apologize to anyone that listened to our picks last week joey you had a uh, iowa covering 10 and a half points versus nebraska um didn't uh Trent had florida, <laughs> didn't yeah. Trent had florida state covering nine and a half versus florida didn't Clark was our sole winner having Kansas State cover 12 versus uh, KU. Um, I laughed in mine. I had Iowa State under 47.5 total points in that game, and I think that was the over hit in the second quarter. Um, <laughs> and then Ryan had OU uh, covering two points at Texas Tech, 
and they lost in overtime. So, I mean, it was a, it was a brutal weekend for our actual picks here, but um, we'll kind of start from the early games here on uh, Friday and then go from there. But uh, Pac-12, you have number 14, Utah, plus three at number six, USC, over under 67 points at seven o'clock on Friday on Fox. Joey, what's your pick? I am going to take. Sorry, I'm looking for the thing. Uh, I'm going to take Utah. I think Utah gets it done. Yep. Um, oh, we're doing spreads too. Shit. Oh, you're, you're uh, fine. I, I just put my spread in there. Nope. Well, Clark did too, so I don't want to be the only doofus. Okay. Uh, yeah, good to get it, Joey. Idiot. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go Utah Moneyline, baby. Ooh, I like it. Give me the balls. Big old balls. But yeah, uh, no, go gambling stuff real quick i did notice that don play is no longer watching us so there's that <laughs> he, he's he's lost enough money from from our picks from that last week probably sorry i'm trying to get this graphic in there so you can see the whole thing for all the championship games um i have i think i just have usc covering don't i you do. Yeah, I have USC covering three points. I think since since it was such a close game and they literally played to win last week or uh, last time they played, I think that one's pretty simple. I think USC comes out with a vengeance with the playoff hopes on the line. I don't think Lincoln Riley will choke until he gets to the playoffs. So USC covering three. I'm also going with USC to cover. Uh, this game is at a neutral site there in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. Their last meeting. Uh, it was in Salt Lake City, home game for the Utes. It was a one-point game. Utah put up 15 mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter to come back and win that by one. So I I feel like USC, they're hot right now. Mm-hmm. They're they're gonna they're gonna get it done this week. Awesome. Uh big 12 game. We have number 12, Kansas State, plus tw- uh two and a- I'm, I'm sorry, these are the AP rankings I've just realized from Monday, I didn't put in the new playoff ones, but number 12, Kansas State, plus two and a half at number four, TCU, over under 62 points at 11 o'clock on ABC. Um, I'll just jump in. I Actually, it's a sweep. We all have TCU minus two and a half. I, you know, I, no, no offense, I hate Kansas State, so I don't want to see them win. I want the Big 12 to go in. I got to will it in that TCU is going to cover that two and a half and win. I'm with you. I think I'm with you as well. I think TCU looking for five points here. I don't think they won't take any chances yeah. whatsoever of one losing and not being in the playoffs, and two um, somehow getting killed if they win by somebody. So yeah, I think they're they're going for five points, baby. I agree. Um, for the SEC, LSU plus seventeen and a half points at uh, Georgia. Over under 51 points at 3 o'clock on CBS. Joey, who do you got? I started with going with Georgia in points because I think Georgia is going to beat up on LSU. I think LSU is for this year. I just don't think they have the horses to run with Georgia. Um, I, But I also think LSU has a lot more heart than Georgia does. And as Clark touched earlier, Georgia's really only good game is beating Tennessee. And it was mm-hmm. you know, not that close of a game. So... I think LSU maybe goes down by 21 and then pulls it closer maybe with 14. So yeah. I'm going to take LSU on the points. You feel the same, Clark? Uh, so I am going with LSU to cover that gigantic spread. Yep. Mm-hmm. At least. It, what is it, 17 and a half? Yep. Points. Yep. Again, I'm, Georgia's really been 
tested enough this year. They had the one big game. Uh, they they played number eleven Oregon beginning of the year. That's the only other ranked opponent they played. They played number one Tennessee and number eleven Oregon. That's been it. I feel like right. that those early weeks, you never know what you're gonna get. I mean, Georgia was bringing back Stetson Bennett. You had your you had your quarterback. You had Anderson Jr. again on there that side. Like they were solid. They came out hot, ready to go. And then they went to Tennessee, and that was a it was a rain game. I feel like that always gives an advantage to defense. They have a great defense. We all know that. But I feel like LSU has had better games. I mean, they played. They they showed they could get it done against Bama. They they show they can play tough games close. So I think they cover easy. Yeah, that that's the thing. If this was, I think if this was thirteen and a half, I'd have Georgia covering. But there's too much garbage time that can happen in these college games. They're amateurs. So many things can just happen late in the game where I think LSU can. God, I would hope they could keep it within three touchdowns. But the one thing that concerns me, and I don't know if you guys watch, I mean, they just lost to Texas A&M, who was, lift, was at the bottom of the SEC. I mean, got caught that, sleeping. Got caught sleeping. Yep. I think Texas A&M and LSU are starting to build a bit of a rivalry, too, because that was the seven overtime game. They always have a, it's just one of those games that's funky. You can't count any either team out any year. Right. So. Um, but yeah, I think we all consensus LSU covers, but Georgia wins. Um, Big Ten, Purdue, 16 and a half point favorites um, at number three, Michigan, 51 and a half points over under at seven o'clock on Fox. Joey, you're, you're Big Ten. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going Michigan. I'm going Michigan big. I would probably take this at 21 points. Yeah. I don't think Purdue's that great. Um, I mean, hell, Iowa, Iowa beat them, right? I think yeah. so. Um, yeah, and I just I don't think Purdue's good. So yeah, I think Michigan stomps them all, all over the place. And I could also see Michigan trying to make a point and like Clark said, jump up to that number one spot. That'd be cool for them too. I mean the number one home field uh home team in the championship game. I can't remember. I think the higher seed does. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well uh yeah, I, I think Michigan I think they stomp them. Twenty one at least. Yeah. Clark, I think you got the same thing here. Yeah, I think I do think Michigan might be the best team in the country right now. I feel like they're hot. They're feeling it. McCarthy's playing amazing. I I think that they smoke Purdue. I mean, that Big Ten West is pretty hot garbage, and Purdue is the best they put out of it. So good luck. Good luck, boys. This one concerns me just because um, I would say that that seven, if you can keep it within that, if God, that sounds stupid, but Purdue can just make this a two touchdown loss and they cover, you know, I, I hate these spreads, but I, I'll be honest. I have Michigan covering as well. I just, when you see the talent of Ohio state getting throttled, I don't think Purdue who again, no offense lost to Iowa, like you said, and Iowa has, doesn't have as strong of lines they've had in the past. Michigan, I think, is just going to throttle them. Michigan's line is maybe the best in the nation. They look awesome right now. Yeah. So, and Michael Morris is mostly coming back. So really, really would be good. Uh, I think they're going to just run all over them. So, Joey, if you – if you, oh, my God. Uh, Wolverines at minus 20, 20 and a half points, so you get that 21-point victory. That's only plus one twenty six. Really? <laughs> You're not even hardly getting any extra money for it. Damn. 
Well, uh, I'll put it this way. Iowa beat Purdue 24-3. to I had to double-check the schedule because Iowa was so hit or miss this year. But, yeah, yeah. Iowa only beat Purdue 24-3. to Oof. Yep. Um, and then we actually finally all disagreed on, on one here, make it a little more interesting. ACC, number eight, Clemson, minus seven and a half at 17 North Carolina, over under 63 and a half points at seven o'clock on ABC. Clark, who do you got? I'm going to go with Clemson. Uh, I feel like they'd be a one loss team right now if it wasn't for that buzzsaw that is South Carolina. They, they came out and shocked everybody <laughs> here in late in the season. Uh, it was a one point game. So, I mean, I feel like, again, is it one of those games that you're not really ready for? Like, South Carolina is kind of a wild card at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. They did lose to Notre Dame, which uh, I do believe Joey was. Did you call that game, or were you predicting Notre Dame to win or to lose? I, I was predicting Notre Dame to lose. Okay. Well, bad call, Joey. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do well on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like North Carolina, they, they've struggled to stay consistent. They just lost the last two weeks to Georgia Tech and is it NC State? Yep. yep. And so I I don't know. I feel like that that's scary to me to to roll with them. So I'm I'm taking Clemson to cover. Um Joey, real quick before you give your analysis, we'd like to uh, uh thank you uh sixty nine triple X life for joining the live feed here. Uh, commenting, find my hot girls here. We finally got the sex box in. You know, it's getting too late at yes. night here while we're recording. So that's thank when you, you know you've made it. Yeah, that's how you know you made it is when free sex bots are joining your your chat here. So finally, <laughs> Joy, who do you, Kevin? Kevin, what are you doing? Uh, so I am throwing my balls out on the table. I'm going to go with North Carolina money line. They win this out. I like and, it. Uh, Clemson. Clemson just seems to be stumbling right now. So now I'll take now NC Day. Mine are not uh, mine are not completely on the table. I have them in my box of briefs right now. I have UNC covering seven and a half points. I feel like that's pr- a pretty big spread considering the offense that's being led by Drake May. Right now, Clemson doesn't know who their quarterback is. I think this is the last time we'll see DJ um but whatever the hell you say his last name. That'll be the last time we see him in a Clemson uniform. I think he's going to transfer somewhere else, man. He he just you have that five star that's proven every time he goes out there he can run a two minute a four minute offense. I think they just move on from him, frankly. That and, and that's what I don't like about the transfer portal. Now it just feels like NFL where it's just like, man, we got a five star, you can leave now, you know, and and you're just done with a guy that you recruited for years, you know. Oh man, why don't you go in and clean up on YouTube? I wanted to block them. Damn. I didn't. I, I can't find the comments anymore. They must have deleted themselves. Oh, they're they're embarrassed to be part of our college football feed. <laughs> <laughs> but we ain't, damn it. That's even worse. Yeah, to hell with your mountains, show me your bush. You, you got it, Brent. I'll uh, I'll send you a couple pics later on Snapchat. Um, <laughs> other, other than that, I, I think I have the championship uh, games in front of us for all uh, conferences. I think the only other one that really interests me Look at that juggernaut! Ohio, uh, Iowa State beat Ohio. They're in the MAC uh, conference championship right. here. Um, I think the only one that interests me is just you know being Big Twelve homer uh, Tulane, who has a chance to play in a Big Twelve uh, or I'm sorry, a, a New York Six Bowl, which is awesome. Uh, playing future Big Twelve UCF in their uh, championship there. I uh, couldn't tell you anything who's going to win or lose. It's probably going to be Tulane, but um, 
that that early season loss that we made fun fun of Kansas State for, they lost to a potential conference championship in that one. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah. Well, I don't. Uh, know. We got Troy and Coastal, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Troy. We also got North Texas taking on uh, your old Meep Meeps. Ooh, yeah, the Roadrunners. Meep Meep. Yeah, I'll, uh, I I I forgot how much I loved them last year. This year they haven't been as good, but they also ruined my Houston being a top 10 team when they beat them in triple overtime at the beginning of the year. So they, they went down in my rankings a little UTSA bit. UTSA is 10-2, and two, baby. They're 8-0 in the conference. Hell yeah, dude. Right. Uh, the North Texas Stadium. I drive by that quite a bit on my way back from see, all my Texas trips. Mean I'm, Green, baby. I'm torn between UTSA, Meet Meeps, and the Roadrunners versus North Texas, who had Dan McCarney coach there. So I, I don't know who to pick, man. And then who who else have we got? Boise State, Fresno State. I don't care. Toledo, Ohio. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that's it for conference championship weekend. I. I don't know, boys. You got anything else you want to talk about here? Uh, that was kind of my last talking point. Here. Who you got in the Sun Belt there, Troy or Coastal Carolina? Uh, the chickens. <laughs> the Chanticleers. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the chandeliers. What are they, the Sias? What the hell? I don't know what the, the, the Chants. Yes. Oh, God, I didn't see yeah. It's Christmas time. I still have a new problem. Yes. I, <laughs> oh, I don't know, oh, Joey. No. She's, she is actually a little problematic now. I've stopped listening to her other than her favorite, her uh, hits. She is problematic? Yeah, we'll talk about it after the pod. So <laughs> Okay, I, I was like, I have no idea. So um, no sense but me. yeah, well, no, well, we do appreciate everyone that joined in live today. Thank you, 69XXX Love, for uh, joining us in the feed here. Um, <laughs> Joe, you want to hit him with those socials quick? Yeah, uh, find us on YouTube, just like the sex bots. Uh, just search Pulse of the Heartland. <laughs> no, for real, you can find us Twitter and Instagram at Heartland Pulse. Uh, we're also back up on Twitch, uh, Pulse, at Heartland Pulse. Uh, where's it? Pulse Heartland. Heartland Pulse. Remember. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, sorry, new to me, damn it. You're good. Um, and then just search Pulse of the Heartland on Facebook. And as always, as we mentioned, you can find us everything we do, blogs, uh, uh, our podcast, every other thing that we have on our new home in the zone studio. Um, and you'll also see a bunch of our tweets and stuff starting a Discord community. So if you are a person that knows what Discord is, go ahead and go there and check that out. And if you're not a person that knows what Discord is, like myself, um, yeah, just follow our links, sign up for an account, and then you'll get in all our information on our Discord channel. Yes, sir. So, well, we do appreciate you joining, guys, and we'll uh, chat with you next week. Adios, everybody. All right, see ya.